ratings have been on on if you read other people's ratings there are two separate kinds of readers there is ashley and then there is john and it's like it's a very no but it's it's true though it's a very strong like like you're either one side or you're the other type of thing so it's like if you're enjoying the journey you don't really care how you got there but you're enjoying it good for you and there's other ones who are critically reading and they're like what the heck is this this is not something i'm here for Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. and welcome back to the novel universe with your hosts Don and Ashley and today we will be reviewing and rating and whatever order that is from blood and ash by Jennifer L Armentrout if you are new here hello if you are not new welcome back but if you are new here what we do is Ashley and I read the same book we do not discuss it before the podcast so I have no well I kind of have an idea of what Ashley thought because I know you read this already and you chose this so you wouldn't choose a book that you didn't like so but typically we just pick a book neither one of us talks about anything before the podcast we give you a quick overview which is usually goodreads and we give our rating we do a spoiler free review and then we will go into spoilers and we will let you know when those spoilers happen but before we get into the overview of the book I would like to let you know that our next month's selection is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. This is a, a book talk sensation and a romance, a second chance romance. And yeah, that will be, we're doing this in April, right? April's book. All right, let's get into From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Amentrout. I'm going to wing it as far as the description because it's long. I don't feel like reading all that. So this is about Poppy and Poppy is a maiden. She has been chosen by the gods because when she ascends, I hope I'm getting this right. When she ascends, she's basically going to save her people. And so they are counting on her to do that. Meanwhile, she like, you know, she wants to live her life a little bit before she has to ascend. She meets this guy named Hawk and he kind of starts to make her question everything about you know does she want to sacrifice herself or i don't know if ascension is sacrificing but does she want to you know do all this stuff that she has been raised to do she maybe she wants to fall in love maybe she wants to live her life and all this stuff am i close you're close i actually wrote out one too so i was just following <laughs> well you can yeah, you fill in it. what i missed did i miss anything yeah. You got it. Well, there's basically, it's it's a it's a kingdom world, so there's, like, a ton of different kingdoms, and there's, like, another kingdom that's, like, been living in hiding who will do anything to make sure that Poppy does not ascend and change and all of that. So, okay. yeah. All right. Pretty much it. All right, Ashley, what did you rate from Blood and Ash? I gave this a 425 on my second reading because I think for okay. the first reading I think I gave it a five but when I like reread it I I noticed some things I didn't notice before you know first time reading a book syndrome is that even a thing I yeah, think it, it is, is though it I is. feel like you get like so hyped up and so I it's still between there like, like it was enough for me to like read it again so I'm not mad about that yeah cool 
I um I gave this book a one. I hated everything about it. I'm so sorry. I hated absolutely everything about it. And I do not know why you made me read it. I'm mad that you made me read the trash. I'm sorry to everyone who loves this book because I know it is beloved on the Tiki Docs. But I fucking hated this book. Sorry. <laughs> I know she didn't love it, but I know, like, come on, Dot. Nope. Oh, oh, man. Now I'm curious why. This is why we don't talk about it beforehand, because it literally makes for such book good book discussion lots of times. I'm so curious. So curious. So, why don't you start it off? Because I'm sure you got a whole Oh, I got a laundry list. I got a laundry list. All right. So uh, what I didn't say is that we go through our dislikes spoiler free first, and then we will go into our likes and then we'll go into spoilers. All right. So my major first dislike is I do not like when fantasies are first person POV. I hate it because it encourages info dumping. Usually the main character knows absolutely nothing, so somebody has to feed her information and it's always done in info dumps. Info dumping has become my, it is the bane of my fantasy reading existence. I hate it. And it will make me drop stars like a mofo. And it was just a whole bunch of info dumps all through the book. And also when you have first person POV, you have to like the main character because you're in this person's head the whole time. I did not like Poppy at all. She was a big whiny baby. And she would, when I was reading her, my inner narration of her was always like, oh, leave me alone. I am angry. Stop it. I hate you. I'm going to stab you. Just like this very whiny voice. However, she could chop your head off. And it's just weird that she's just this sheltered whiny baby, but yet she has the strength of 10 men with a sword. I didn't, no, didn't like that. (laughs) I had the other thing. I actually did like Poppy, so I will talk about Poppy later. But I do, like, I do see what you're saying, though, because there were so many moments where you were like, you're like strong though like did you forget your strength in everything that that you're doing sometimes like when she would get like that and you're like but you just killed like literally 20 guys like just in front of you like no no problem yeah you know um one thing I did notice about this book is that the pacing was rough when I reread it the second time I think I was so invested in the romance part of this book that which is true, like, like when anyone picks up a book, like, you immediately are drawn into something that you either find fascinating or whatever, and so sometimes it just kind of, everything else goes over your head, where you're like, mm-hmm. I don't worry about it, like, I don't need that, I'm fine, um, and whatever, but, like, I did notice the, the second time reading it, I'm like, why is it taking us so long to get to the good part? Like, why why is it taking us so like because the first chapter instantly like I was like okay cool I'm here for it but then it kind of like has this like one note where it doesn't exceed that note 
for a really long time until you get to like the main like big masquerade like event that happens and then it, all of a sudden it's like boom, 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 boom. like but it takes us so long to get to that part yeah. that I'm like you could have just sliced out half those chapters and we could have immediately went into un, into all that so yeah definitely the the pacing I'm sorry to anyone else who liked it <laughs> Yeah, I'm, you know, a big no-no for me on pacing. If you don't keep my attention. Yeah, and that's an Armin Trout for her bad writing. Like, I've only (laughs) read one book by her, one other book by her, and that was a long time ago, and I must not have liked her writing style because I did not pick it up again. Um. (laughs) She uh she doesn't know how to write succinctly, like you said. She kind of drones on and on and on and on, on. Like the second chapter, when Poppy first meets Hawk, like there's a moment where Hawk says a sentence like "Hi, how are you," and then she will it will be two pages of her in her head. You can't narrow that down to two sentences. I gotta hear all of this going on in her head. I don't want to. So yeah, her Armin Charles writing style. Is not that great, and that was not actually one of my dislikes. But here's another one. Uh, the banter was horrible. Oh, I really? hate. Oh my <laughs> god, it was so banal. And I have an example of the banality of the writing style or the banter. It was. I mean, and this is just not even a, a big one, but this mm-hmm. is between Poppy and Hawk, and she's like. What, no, I think this is him. I was seconds away from taking to the ground and becoming a very, very bad guard. Really? Really? I don't think I should have stopped you. That's her. You're not helping. I'm a bad maiden. No, you're a perfectly normal girl. What is expected of you is what's bad. And yes, you're also a very bad maid. Like, I just like, oh, there's nothing deep here. There's no depth in their conversation. I mean, this girl is sheltered. She has to wear a veil in her room by herself. Like, she can't go anywhere. She can't do anything. And that, they don't talk about much of anything of of anything of interest to her as her character and being developed as who she is and what she wants to be. And it's kind of repetitive when they do get to it. It was just... And Tawny. Well, her conversation with Tawny, what the fuck was that? What was the point of Tawny? Oh, my God. Yeah. I have a prediction about Tawny, and I will save that for the spoiler edition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I feel like the banter um, in and of itself, like, it, I think I just looked over it more so for the fact that, like, she's so sheltered that she's dumb. Like, she's dumb on normal tendencies and normal forms of communication because she literally can't have conversations with other people and is just not immersed in like those type of situations um so I think that that's why and she starts to find more of a voice like once the the book starts to progress but the first part of it I'm like I mean it, it, it that's not no, no we don't see that we don't see that when we're in a conversation um so, yeah, I mean, maybe I saw a difference. Like, it's not as, like, shallow or one-noted. Um, but I get what you're yeah. saying, and that does make sense, you know. 
she doesn't she doesn't have the social skills that mm-hmm. Tawny has. But at some point, the author has to give characters some depth, especially, like I said, when you have a girl who's been sheltered her whole life, she has thoughts and feelings about that. When she finds a character who she can confide in, their banter, mm-hmm. not banter, but it banter and just dialogue should be deeper than what we got. And what we got was fine, but it was very repetitive and it was also very surface level. This is an adult fantasy. I shouldn't feel like I'm reading YA. And I felt like I was reading YA with smut. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe it's because I've read like other books by her or like the more in the series. And so I don't see it as that way. But I mean... I totally agree with you, though, because there were some parts where I was like, this is kind of reading, like, YA a little bit. Like, I'm not mad about it, but at the same time, it's like, if it is going to be adult fantasy, mm-hmm. <laughs> have adult language, even though she's 19, she's an adult. Yeah. She can do it. It's okay. Um, Let's see. I don't there isn't really any other things that I like really was like, Oh, I didn't like that. Um, other than like, I will say that there are some like very big, like triggers in here. Like there's a lot of death. There's a lot of gore. There's child loss. There's, um, rape, suicide, self-harm. Like there, there, there's a lot of that going on in here. So I don't know if like, I guess it would have read more like triggery if the conversations between the characters were a little bit more um, grown up, if you will. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of like we touched on it a little bit, but didn't really like fully in depth go into it. Um, yeah, that's really all I have for it. Well, speaking of triggers, so I there's these moments with there's two kind of shitty men. And when she encounters them, first of all, they come out of nowhere. They're underdeveloped. They're not sympathetic. And by sympathetic, I mean, what's their backstory? Why do they act the way that they do? She just enters a room and instant sexual assault. And I'm like, is this for shock value? I don't understand what the point of that was. And then when she meets the Duke, he's just like, do you understand why I brought you here? Mm-hmm. And and it's like... Why is he so, why is he so mean? Why, why? And so the villains in this story were horrible. They weren't developed at all. I didn't like the villains. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? A lot, some of my stuff is, uh, uh, what's, what's the word we say? Oh, nitpicks. Uh, nitpicks. But Nitpickin. I do have some other ones. I'm not ready for nitpicks yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is another thing that I hate, and this is also goes along with the info dumping thing, as we have a character, and if it's in first person, they usually don't know anything, and Poppy knows nothing because she's been sheltered in her room, so she knows absolutely nothing, and so in order for her to, actually, that's, that's a spoiler, I won't get into that. What I wanted to say was that she is constantly asking questions in her head oh my God, the Duke wants to see me. Is it because I left my room and went to the Red Sea or whatever, wherever, Red Palace, wherever she went? Is it because 
I, I was talking to Tawny too loud in my bedroom? Is it because, and she would just ask these questions on and on and on and on and on. Or there would be moments where a whole bunch of stuff has happened. Here's a new event. And she's like, why are these things attacking us? Is it because A, B, C, D of something we already have heard before? It's like the author does not trust the reader to infer of what's happening. She has to make sure as the reader, we know the plot. It's like, this is an adult. Books is not YA. Actually, middle grade does that. Middle grade has the characters constantly asking questions because they want to make sure the reader is under is understanding and keeping up. I don't like that. It, it's like she's holding our hand through the whole book. Jennifer is. I don't I don't know why she needs to do that when we're adults reading. I, I hated all of that. And that made the book so much longer. It's true. I think I'd agree with you there. There were moments where it was like, and, I, and again, I think it's just because I personally was focusing on like a relationship area versus yeah. like all of the other info dumping. Thing. But if you do think back on it, like she never once has like a solid note in her head where she's like, like the, she's not asking those questions. She constantly is um, and needing affirmation, needing to have it solved because no one tells her anything. So she's trying to piece it together in her own way. And I, and, but it, again, it's, if it's an adult book, we should know that she's struggling. We should know that she like still doesn't know, um, why she's being summoned to the dupes, you know? And it's like, and then there's another part in the book where she's at lunch with like the other ladies or whatever, and she knows exactly why she gets summoned. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so, but, but, so it's not consistent. Like the questioning isn't consistent because she knows exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> so continue um another big thing is the world I, I lacked creativity i felt like i've read this world before and it's it's a formulaic world and i won't get into it because it is spoilers but there was a moment in the book probably a quarter of the way through and i said to myself i'm gonna make three predictions and i'll tell you what those predictions are in the spoiler section if two of my three predictions come true i'm giving this a one i'm because it's formulaic it's not necessarily predictable, but it is formulaic. You can tell that Jennifer is following a formula. We have a young girl who knows absolutely nothing because she's sheltered, and there is a whole bunch of connotations associated with that that I'm not going to get into because it is spoilery. And then she meets a guy who is a guard, and there's a whole bunch of formulaic writing that goes along with that. Then we have this world where there's a dark lord, and then there's gods and there's a whole like she just follows a familiar plot and i like could could have written this myself because there's just 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 a lack of creativity in the world that we did get was info dumped so i was never immersed in her world and when things happened to characters i did not care because underdeveloped characters uh there were several things that happened to a lot of characters and i was just like okay next i don't care about this character because Armin Trout has not given me time to care about the character because she has not developed them or the world enough for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> All I'm right. not. I'm just, you know, I had a, yeah. different, I had a t- different time when I read. <laughs> I know, and you know, like, the way you read this book, I, I read books like this too, where I, like, I am so engrossed into something specific that I'm enjoying. All the other stuff is just like, whatever, whatever, not noticing that. Ooh, ooh, a bad uh, info dump. Who cares? I'm not worried about that. I'm focused on this, so I totally see where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. But I, I was mean, just focusing on but, all the stuff. 
that should have been and flying by me. That is how her ratings have been. On on if you read other people's ratings, there are two separate kinds of readers. There is Ashley and then there is Dawn. And it's like it's a very No, but it's it's true though. It's a very strong like like you're either one side or you're the other type of thing. So it's like if you're enjoying the journey, you don't really care how you got there, but you're enjoying it good for you and there's other ones who are critically reading and they're like what the heck is this this is not something i'm here for it was i was upset about that because it did, did nothing to solve like anything it was just like that that was my thing don't kill don't kill somebody if it's not gonna do something like don't don't do it um mm-hmm. but yes r.i.p r.i.p yep <laughs> Uh, what? Here's here's one of my nitpicks. What the hell were these names? Okay, so I listened to it, and I thought her name was Penelope. And then I opened up my book on my Kindle, and I was like, her name is Penelope? Uh-huh. <laughs> Tawny? What the hell name is Tawny? Penelope? Penelope? It's almost like Vanellope, like from the movie Wreck-It Ralph. It's I like, that's it. like how I was pronouncing her name, like... Penelope. <laughs> well, I was on. I just called her Bobby. I just called her Bobby yeah, the whole time. But I mean, I was on three speed, so it sounds like Penelope to me. Um, and then the Piazza Resistance is Brandol Mazine. What the hell is that? Just call him Brandon. Just say Brandon. <laughs> just call him Brandon. Oh, and like Hawk and Castile, like. How are we going to go from, like, a super easy, like, name to pronounce to Castile Cast, and now we're going into Cassandra Clare's world where she oh. has nicknames for everybody? Oh, my God. Like, 17 of them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's another nitpick you had? Um, I honestly don't like reading the trope of the girl's been brainwashed. That is a, nit- a nitpick of mine, because I have a, just, I have a... I guess it resonates with me because I've known people like that. And I'm like, why is this even a thing in the world? Like, the world's so sick. Like, so that's for me just one of those where I'm like, I don't like reading that. Mm -mm, I'm not about that trope. Nope. Oh, I have another trope that I hate, but I'll get into the spoiler edition for that. Um, Okay, so it is uh, one of the first battles where she just, like, drops everything and, like, runs headfirst into danger. And she says, I picked up speed, then dipped. And I was like, do you mean like dipped out? <laughs> I was like, like, did she little, just say that? <laughs> I, yeah, I dipped. This is a fantasy world where they have no technology. And she says, I dipped. I read that like five times. I had to, I downloaded the audio, the, the ebook. Luckily, the library had it. Just so I could read it on paper. Because I was like, there's no way she said I dipped. That's like her saying, uh, these fries is bussin', no cap. <laughs> if I even said that correctly. I don't know why I'm old. But you know what I mean? Like, that just totally took me out of the story. I dipped. I dipped. <laughs> and that's something that young, young people say. I dipped. <laughs> I can't get over that I'm one. I'm dying over here. Like, <laughs> This book did a really bad job of, and I will say this, like introducing characters that had no place to be there 
because then we're thinking that we missed something, you know, yeah, and that's not giving yeah. us the line where it's like, this is why you should fear the Duke. This is why the Lord is a scumbag. This is why blah, blah, blah. Like there were things that they, we, we were just supposed to assume that they were just evil. And like that, that was it. And it's like, and I can't say it cause it's a spoiler, but like in book two, a lot of that makes more sense but it's like you should have put that in book one so now we have sympathy and compassion they're like why are they like that you know like Mm -hmm. it makes them more relatable the villain becomes more relatable and you want to understand why they were like that so i will give you that dawn that's up to you you can take that point okay i will give you that point two five Thank you. I didn't like, uh, and this is not a nitpick, but I didn't like Poppy and Hawk as a couple. I didn't like the smut. I wasn't into it. So, yeah. So, therefore, I liked I liked nothing. <laughs> I have no likes. I was here for the relationship. You have no likes? No. I guess I get to take that whole part by myself and just, you can sit back. All right, so now we're going to talk about what we liked. Ashley is just going to be a one-man band here because... It's okay, John. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> um, one of the things that I really liked about this book is that it did have quite a big selection of quotes that made a lot of sense to me. Um, and that was something that, like, I really liked about it. Where it was lacking in all the other areas that Don had talked about, there were some moments where um, she did have uh, – some key points in my opinion so there's one quote that says fear and bravery are often one and the same and either makes you a warrior or a coward the only difference is the person it resides in and I really liked that quote that was from one of Poppy's like mentors and everything um I really like that one and I also liked um death is like an old friend who pays a visit sometimes when it's least expected and other times when you're waiting for her it's neither the first nor the last time she'll pay a visit but it that doesn't make any any death less harsh or unforgiving um so it's like she had these moments where I was like those are like little gold nuggets like great job and then we'd have like Poppy like is this why? <laughs> um, I think it's really uh, a- admirable that like Poppy carries so many different scars on her like body and her mind, um, and I think that that's why like there are some there are just some times where it's like like are you that dumb are you that stupid I think it's a coping mechanism I think she has learned to cope with pain and loss so much that she now almost puts on this childlike front like a lot of children that do when they have had traumatic times in their life like she was attacked by this craven which we haven't even talked about those um you know, at a really young age, lost both of her parents, her brother was taken away to ascend and all this other stuff. And then she's literally whipped and sexually assaulted on a weekly, daily basis over and over and over again. So it's like, there are just lots of times where I'm like, I, I think I justified her lack of like understanding because she has just put on like this big front of like, I'm untouchable, 
but what if I don't want to? Like, I think that I still have that power to not do that. Um, so I really liked that about her. I love the fact that, like, Poppy has a gift, and it's a spoiler, so we can't really, like, talk about it, but I love the fact that even in her... Even in the midst of her confusion, she still understood what it was like to give someone a peaceful death versus a, as a death that's filled with suffering and all of that. And I loved that. And I loved that she had a mentor that was able to at least instill good and bad <laughs> morals to her and explain it to her as best as they could. Um, there... I did like Hawk, but I also knew at the right way at the beginning, I was like, this boy has a hidden agenda. That's all I'm going to say. He's got a hidden agenda. He is not who he is. But I did like him. Um, let's see. Uh, another one is that I love that the book um, had, like, a lot of, like, great discussion, like, points in it. Like, what you must do, what you need to do. And, like, when there's that pivotal moment in your life where you have to decide like if you're going to step into what awaits you or if you're going to alter and change that course of your life for, and just, you know, consequences BDM type of thing. Um, I was a hundred percent here for the romance. I was all for it. Um, <laughs> I do love that Poppy towards the end of the book, she does reclaim parts of herself that had been given over to fear and over to um the ascended and the Atlanteans and all this other stuff that is kind of going on in that whole thing there um and let's see I loved that there is like there was definitely a very big strong theme of fear in this book um where different fear tactics are constantly in play both in the kingdom and in poppy's life to keep people in check and to keep them abiding to a corrupt system like that was like the number one thing that i kept seeing in this book is like what fear does to people and how when you've been um just brainwashed your whole entire life that like you don't see it for what it is until like you're it's already too late um so I did like that. I did like the fact that everyone pretty much had um, a hidden agenda in this book as well. <laughs> um, and I did like the fact that there is some vampire tones, some werewolf tones in this book. Um, and I loved that it was not written like Twilight. So thank you so much <laughs> for not doing that. Like, crushed it with Tracy. Well, I'm not not a fan. Like, at least this was, like, a totally different scenario mm -hmm. um, than that. So that, that's all I'm going to say, though, because I really don't want to, like, spoil anything. Yeah. Well, the book that you're describing is fabulous. I wish I had read that book. I think you're giving, <laughs> I think you're giving Armin Trout too much credit. All the stuff okay. that you're mentioning would be great if she had have written it better. But I just think her character, like, when you're talking about um, Poppy and the way she acts is because of her trauma, if she had a, had an inner monologue that kind of touched on that, that would have been great. Uh, I'm not saying I need to be hit over the head with it, but I did not, I didn't get that from her because that was what, that was not what she was telling me. Um, but yeah, all that stuff that you liked would have made a great book for me but I just didn't feel like I read any of that. Again, 
again, like it's just two different sides of a coin. Yes. Yeah. Why we like to talk about books is because I hear what she has to say, she hears what I have to say, and we're still friends at the end of it. I was like, I am not gonna be Ashley's friend anymore. She made me read this book. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> you made me read some stuff too, or I'm like, uh-uh, done. I know, no. I know, but. Oh my god. Okay, so here is what here's what's up. Here's what's up. I have my taste in adult fantasy has matured. I'm not saying that yours is not mature. I'm just saying that mine I have a higher level of expectation with adult fantasy and I feel like this book is more in the Aquatar vein and you know I don't like Aquatar. Um, and I don't like Crescent City. Crescent City was okay, but I did not like the second book. And I didn't like the direction she's going. Like, I feel like it's just very, the writing is just very, like, how do I say it? It's like, it's like she's writing specifically for her fans. She knows what her fans want. She knows the type of romance they want. The, she, she focuses more on the romance and less on the world. Therefore, the world is more info dumpy. Um, the coupling and everything. Like, I feel like she's writing for her fans and it's not, she's not really putting too much creativity in her world or in her characters. And that's fine. Those, you know, there are people out there like you and a lot of people who like the type of writing style. Well, for, for me, I, I need more depth. So, and I always give the example of the fifth season. The fifth season is a type of fantasy that I am trying to read now. I am, I don't like the Akotar style of writing anymore. I still love Throne of Glass. I think Throne of Glass is a better written book, but I don't like the Akotar style anymore. And that's kind of what I felt like I was reading. And so when you recommend this book the first time, I was like, I know I'm not going to like this because <laughs> this is in the Akotar lane and I know I'm not going to like it. And that's what happened. So, and I know you did not really like the fifth season. And so we, I no, think we're kind of, yeah. So we are kind of in the opposite of the fantasy Yes. world of reading like we are in two different camps and so we have to figure out <laughs> if we accidentally read a book because like oh this looks good neither one of us has read it and we're both like ew and one is like woohoo that's different but if you have read a book have I read a book and I know you're not gonna like it I'm not gonna recommend it like I'm not gonna be like oh Ashley didn't like this no she not no she not and I'm not gonna no, this was one of those where I was like, maybe I hyped, I even said it to you, I said maybe I hyped it up so, like, because I had gotten to book three in this series, and I had said, like, maybe I hyped it up too much, and I didn't realize the other issues that there was in the book. I even said that. Okay? I, didn't, I, didn't I, said, I didn't hear you. I hear that. I said Maybe I was like really just so focused in on her on the relationships again. Hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. All right. But, yeah. Anyway, we can get. Well, into let's spoilers. get into spoilers. So, if you are not going to join us for spoilers, uh, just FYI, our April book selection is "Before I Let Go" by Kennedy Ryan. Uh, hopefully, we are a little closer in our rating for that one. Although this has been fun. Uh, I don't like quote unquote shitting on a book that you like. I don't like doing that or other people. So I still love it. So. I know, I know you do, and I'm I'm glad that you love it. I'm glad that you love it, and I will probably ask you what happened in the future books because I'm I'm curious, you know. But um, we are going to start the spoiler edition of From Blood and Ash in five, four, 
three, two, one. All right. Well, let's get to the big, the big spoiler. Did you, did you guess he was the Dark Lord or whatever right away? When did um, you guess that? The, the first time I read it, I guessed that, that he was a part of it. Oh yeah, 100%. I totally guessed it. I was like, he is a part of that. I did not guess that he was Atlantean and has like this healing blood and like all this other stuff that's like that's what the ascended are basically after they're after his bloodline because the ascended through their like cravings and stuff like that that's how all these cravings <laughs> are getting made everywhere because they're doing like a sloppy business they're not cleaning it up how they're supposed to and whatever and so they're trying to cover up their mess and whatnot so i did not realize that he was like the the prince who has these healing capabilities I was like, he's totally a part of that, and his guy killed, you know, Rylan and all of this other stuff. Like, totally guessed it. I'm like, you're just in the right place at the right time. Like, hmm. you know, we meet we meet him in the first chapter, right? Hmm. Like, we meet him literally in the first chapter. I was like, he come back, he coming back, and he's got an agenda. I know it. Yeah. Did you guess it? No, but you know what? Sometimes when I read um, first chapters of books, for some reason, any book, it doesn't matter what book it is. <laughs> Like, I guess I'm just, like, so excited to start a new book. Sometimes the information, I miss a lot of it. And so I didn't even remember them talking about a Dark Lord in the first chapter and a Prince Cassie. I, so when, when that was revealed, actually, when he wasn't who he who he said he was during, like, their travel, that was when I guess he was probably the Dark Lord. But I didn't see any double agency happening. I, I totally was caught off guard by that one. Wow, look at that. Dawn was caught off guard. It didn't Everyone make me that? like it. <laughs> it didn't make me like it, though. I was just like, yeah, whatever. It was like, whatever. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about the dirty book. <laughs> so Hawk, like, finds Poppy reading a dirty book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, I laughed so hard because she is so dumb, like, in a lot of categories. I'm sorry, but she is. Um, and then he's, like, explaining to her what a penis, like, in case she didn't know, um, and all of that. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And he constantly brings it up. And, like, the whole time I was like, are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Is that why you're coming after <laughs> Like, did you get to chapter 33, Poppy? Did you get to that chapter? That's that's when that happens. Yeah, I was unbothered by that. Uh, I, I thought it was stupid. He brought it Sorry. on their trip to the Capitol. He literally packed it in his saddle I didn't care. All right, here is... Here is a trope that I'm over. I am over the virginal 19, 18-year-old who falls in love with a 300-year-old man. I'm so fucking over that trope. And I am mad that a woman is writing this. I'm over it. I'm so over it. No more. No more, please. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. So I said that I had three 
predictions and I was like, if two of the three come true, I'm I'm donezo. One of them was Victor. I was like, Victor's gonna die because she's just setting Are him you? up to die. He had no other purpose. He's my father figure. Oh, well, now he's gonna die. When she said that, I was like, oh, well, he's a goner. And I guess that the second he was on page, I was like, he's a goner. The second thing mm-hmm. that I, and I think that's who you're talking about in the spoiler free, you're talking about Victor? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was I was so sad because again, like there was no purpose for him dying. Like no. you just said like Rylan, absolutely. Rylan was, sure. you know, a body to let go. And I get that. Mm-hmm. I do. Tawny, you could have let Tawny go at this point in time. Why did it have to be Victor? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Speaking you know, of you know, um, part, part of the, the, the white slut or whatever they were doing, the yeah. renegade that they were doing. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. That he was, was like you just, you just killed that line off? Okay. That was well. that was to elicit tears from the reader. That was on purpose. She wanted people to love Victor and then he died and they cry. Like, that was the only point of that. And I hate when authors do that, especially when it's obvious. Um, My second prediction, which did not come true, and I'm going to ask you off camera, is I thought that Tawny was a saboteur. Because usually oh. when they have a best friend... The best friend, because somebody was like feeding the Duke and the Duchess information about her. And I was like, that's totally Tawny. But at the end of the book, I don't think that was a thing. So that did not come true. I still, I still think she is a saboteur. And I want to ask you off camera because you've read the future books. And the third one, you're not going to tell me. The third (laughs) one is that the ascended ones were just food or I was like, oh, totally. When, cause she was like, oh, my brother ascended and he's been writing letters. No, he hasn't. No, he's not. I was like, he's totally food. He's food. And so that was the two of the three that came true. And it's just because of formulaic writing. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Anytime you have a book that has gods, the gods are never good. They're never, they're always bad. The gods are never good people. Never. If there is a holy man, the holy man is always bad. He's always bad. Anytime there is a clergy, a nun, a, a, a priest, it doesn't matter. A monk, they're always the bad guy. The best friend is always a saboteur. If there is a kid in the book, that kid is dying. You know what I'm saying? Like these are these are things that are always in fantasy plots. Keep your eye out. And that's what I was going on from because I read a lot of fantasy. And so I'm like, if these things come true, he did. Mm, yep. Yep. I totally like, and I can't say it for this book because it is like a spoil, like a spoiler, but there is like uh, further talk of the gods that I would love to chit chat with you about later. <laughs> Since you still want to know, but you won't read it, but I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do love the fact that Poppy, like, herself killed the Lord. I was there for it because she's supposed to be this, like, undercover soldier, essentially. Like, she's been trained by the captain of the guards, essentially, to, like, how to kill and defend herself. And if it ever came down to it, she was supposed to use these skills 100%. You know? And we learned that, like, the Duke, like, someone killed the Duke, right? And we're like... What? Who who set that up? Which, first of all, shame on Armin Trout because she should have set up that whole scene better. Like, we should have had, like, a POV of 
plot going in and like why he did it and all this other stuff not just because oh now I'm just an angry like lover boy and I needed to avenge you type of thing like I really wanted more in depth as to why he decided he was just gonna go slam um and all that but the fact that like she like hacks up this lord I was like yes (laughs) the whole entire time um because yeah he was basically I mean yeah Bran Hole Nazim, whatever the hell his name was. I, I wish he had been a better villain. I would have been like, yeah, you go, girl. But I was just like, yeah, whatever. He. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to learn more about Kiernan. I really want to know more about Kiernan. Kiernan is um, Cass's like right hand man. Um, he is a mystery, and I'm here for it, 100. percent I know he's got a hidden agenda somewhere. Um, I also loved the fact that, um, that there, there is a part in the book where, like, before Hawk is revealed, like, who he really truly is, how he did try in his own way to, like, tell Poppy, like, I hope that you always, like, see me this way, like, and all that and it's like if you go back through like their conversations he never really lied about who he like who he actually is he just didn't expand in any capacity so I did appreciate that because I'm tired about reading the guys of like you lied to me you didn't tell me this and he's like yes I did I did tell you That my brother was taken. I did tell you that this is my favorite place, and I have a hard time going back here, yada, yada, um, and whatever. I thought that that scene was cute, though. Um, there's the willow bark tree one where he takes her back to a place that had, like, really bad memories and, like, tried to help her work through, like, you shouldn't be crippled by fear in a place that you once loved. You should be able to you know, move past that and to help give her, like, a better memory and stuff like that. So I did like that. Um, yeah. What about you? <laughs> well, I thought of another prediction that I didn't also say at the and I want you to tell me after this because it did happen in this book. But I think her parents were murdered because she is important. Uh, she has uh, some special skill or something that they need. And they found her and then they're like, oh, well, her parents got to go. Her brother's got to ascend because we need her for whatever reason. So I think it's usually when, once again, here's another thing that fantasy uses all the time. If parents are murdered or parents are, if parents die accidentally, quote unquote, they were murdered. Mm-hmm. So I think her parents are murdered. I don't, you, you can tell me after if, if, if it comes up in future books. I will talk to later. <laughs> That's all I really had, though. That was all kind of, like, plot twisty, because this book is setting you up for, like, this really big, intense world. So it's, like, it is a whirlwind, like, how Jennifer does not do a good job of, like, setting up for us the world and why it's important. And I will say that. I will say that that is an area that she lacks, and if she did set that up better, this would have been a really well-written fantasy for me to recommend to other people because I shouldn't have to like fill in the gaps you know as like readers yeah. sometimes if things are missing like we subconsciously will fill in that gap because we know that like x y and z should happen yeah. and so I think a lot of times like when I do read books 
where I'm focusing more on the characters versus the plot or, um, you know, the plot versus like what world we're in or whatever. Like I fill in gaps <laughs> as to how it should be in my brain mm. and that's how I see it. And that's okay. Cause I mean, reading takes you to a different world every time you open it. So there you go. It's fine. All right. I'm quoting the reading rainbow right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, that's all I have. If you guys um, have any recommendations for fantasies that both me, Ashley, and Dawn's heard criteria, <laughs> we would love to read it. Is there a book out there that does that? I don't know. Is there a book out there that does that? Actually, I think there is. I think you and I read it a few times. <laughs> but it's very few. Very yeah. few. So, um, Kiss of Deception is another good one. If you guys have not read that, 100%. Don and I both love that series. Yeah. Um, in the original Throne of Glass series. Very well written. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. And our, our next book we're going to read is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. So, we hope to see you guys in April. And... Thanks so much for joining our podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.